Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. Hello, and welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. You guys, I am honored, excited. I have more words that I don't know how to put into the English language about how I feel about this interview. We are in, I'm introducing you today to Aaron A.P. Lambert. He is a creative professional who helps other creatives achieve more and find purpose in their work. Ever since his youth in Southern California, the creative force has been a major part of his life. From an early age, he learned the value of creative support, both given and received, and the power of storytelling through the experience of a game. He is, uh, I'm going to have you tell us about your gaming, uh, creating games too. Yes. Uh, Aaron's worked for over 16 years in the animation and entertainment industry, and he's worked on hundreds of video game titles, including Gears of War, Left for Dead, Dead Space, Uncharted, Call of Duty, Injustice, Mortal Kombat, which is a total throwback even for me. I'm not a gamer, but I respect Mortal Kombat, Rogue Company, and Resident Evil. He has also worked on some films like Invictus, Tron Legacy, right? Yep. Okay. Legacy, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Spider-Man Far From Home, not to mention a few commercials like that Kia Soul commercial with the dancing hamsters and robots. You're back to my childhood so much. (laughs) Even the animated YouTube channel. So you can find out more about what he's been up to at creativeandbeyond.com, but you're going to find a lot about what he's up to right here, right now. And so you get, you know, traditionally you get the formal introduction, then you get my introduction. Aaron and I have been known each other for a few years now, and we've been working together on his book for a few years. And I've only just jumped into the back end of its production. He's been working on his books for 10 years. He's eight. This is his second book coming out, The Endless Creative. And um, I just want to say before we dive fully into this conversation, Aaron is heart and genuine and funny. (laughs) We're going to go there. We're going to go. We're going to talk about your dad humor. But um, it's so I love the way that he writes in such a he writes about a confronting what can be a confronting topic in a very nurturing way. And so, Aaron, I just want to welcome you to the Hearts Unleashed podcast and thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much, Abigail. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get into like, what's up now, but tell us a little bit more about your lifetime and your creative journey as an individual. Sure. Yeah. Even, even from a very early age, uh, I was just interested in making stuff and coming up with stuff. I would draw all these uh, pages and pages of these alien creatures and maps of where they lived and their backstories and things like that you know, bore my mom to tears with uh, <laughs> telling telling her all about them. I mean, she she actually, I, I think it. she loved it. Yeah. And then I, all kinds of things. I, I remember coming up with a, a board game out of, you know, pieces of cereal boxes and drawing characters for, that I knew from video games like Mario and Bowser. And, and uh, the game was totally unplayable, but I was, you know, it's just putting something together and, and coming up with something. So it didn't, it didn't matter how good it was. Uh, and and that's kind of how kids are is they they're just constantly being creative and in, in coming up they have so many ideas and so many neat stories to share um, since then I've always enjoyed and, and been into video games and there's a game I used to play a lot 
um, or that I was introduced to called uh, Thief the Dark Project. It's it's an old game now, but it's a like medieval setting and you're sneaking around hiding from guards and stuff. Um, but one of the neat things was they uh, they released the level editor for the game. So anyone could download it uh, and make their own missions for the game. So through that, I found a community of people online who are all doing the same thing and helping each other. Uh, mm. the, this, there's a lot of uh, applications like that now, but back then it was pretty un, unusual for a company to do that. Mm. And it wasn't exactly built for the user. So it wasn't a really user-friendly application. So it was cool to have all these people who were very talented, good programmers and, and uh, designers uh, helping each other out and making these levels and playing them together. So, And I, I found a, a cool community through that. Yeah. So then, and then from that, uh, I, I realized I enjoyed stories and, and games and how those two relate. And so from that, I went to the Art Institute and had a degree in media arts and animation. Mm. Um, so it was, it was kind of a smattering of animation was the main thing, but they did a little bit of everything. So there's some sound design, video editing, character design, level design, all kinds of stuff. Uh, so I learned quite a bit through that program. I have a question about that. And I don't mean to interrupt you. No, not at all. Because like your resume is so impressive. And I think that people, first off, you've worked on games that take us back to our, like, it's like, thank you personally for our upbringing <laughs> is how I feel. <laughs> and um, I think my question and a question I anticipate people having is like, how did you get involved in like that? How did you get into being able to have like work on such cool projects? Uh, yeah, I, I can't say it was anything necessarily that I did. Uh, I had a lot of good opportunities and, and really everything was um, through connections and, and through people I knew. And that's, that's mainly how things work. Um, yeah. It was through... I mean, co- college was... I didn't, I didn't necessarily know anyone that went to the Art Institute, but it was, it was nearby. So I was able to stay at home and, and attend college and work, yeah. uh, which was really easy. And, yeah. and helpful. Um, and e- even that I actually, they originally, they had a game design course that I wanted to do, but it wasn't available uh, until the next semester. And so I didn't want to wait. So I just took the animation course and nice. uh, everyone said that's kind of the challenging hard one, but I decided oh, well, we'll go for it. I like animation and, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, and then through, through my teachers, I made connections at Sony and worked at Sony for a year. And then that led to my current job. Beautiful. I think that kind of takes us a little bit into what what I'd love to talk about with you today too. Um, Because you're talking specifically about connection. And I when I hear connection and and specifically in what we're talking about communication, right? Like Mm -hmm. being able to communicate, this is what I'd like to do. This is what I'm passionate about being in relationship with people that can move you closer towards your goal or move you into a a desired destination. Um, when I was, I think we've met that way too. And, and I met my publisher that way is speaking what I'm up to, of speaking what I'm dreaming about my uh, sharing my imagination. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. I I think there is an even, even recently, it's something I'm discovering over and over again is um, just the power of the people who are in your life mm. and and the connections that come to you and and recognizing uh, recognizing what can happen through those connections and yeah. and also it's it's so important 
to treat the people in your life well and to care about and love the people in your life because you never know, even if they're someone you have a very casual connection with, uh, you never know where that's going to go or who they're going to know. I love yeah. that. I, I had heard once you're always, you're one degree away from who you need to know. I, yes. I you know, and it's, I appreciate the reverence with which you're speaking about the topic of like real respecting the people. They're, they're not stepping stones. We're not crawling right. over people, but also that being in like really true relationship with people, getting to know them, them getting to know you, that's where those synapses happen of like, oh yeah, I love that stuff too. Or I know somebody else who's doing something similar to that, to where the connections happen. And I've, I've, I've experienced that tenfold on the West coast specifically, because I, I do feel like a lot more creatives are nurturing their creative nature out here. So I've experienced that so much more in my, in my um, adulthood. But I find that so fascinating. And you and I were talking about that before we hit record, which is like, I would love for you to talk to us about your upcoming book and and we'll dive a little deeper into that. But because you, in your book, you lay out storytelling and like the actual structures of it and components of it and the way that it can kind of translate into our relationships and and being able to storytell to engage or to connect or all of those things. So. I guess without further ado, tell us a little bit more about your brand new book, The Endless Creative. Sure, I'd love to. Yeah, so The Endless Creative is about uh, it's looking at the creative process through the lens of storytelling and story structure. And it's ultimately discovering how creativity leads to finding purpose and meaning in our lives. And so through the book, uh, it, the book itself kind of follows a, uh, the, the typical three-act story structure. Um, and it's broken down into various parts. And, and so I do, I do a bit of a deep dive into what are stories, what makes a good story? Um, why do we care about stories so much? Uh, and why are stories important to us? And then I parallel that to the creative process itself and how there's actually a lot of similarities between the two. And mm-hmm. some, some of that, you, you can understand why, because stories are the oldest form of entertainment we have and stories are obviously very creative. And so it makes sense. I was going to say, and you might've just done that, but you said you take a deep dive in the book. Can you bring us into the shallow end? Why are stories important? Why, why do they mean so much to us? Yeah. So one stories are how we relate to one another. Um, Stories help explain the world, explain what's going on. um, Why, why we're here, why we care about what we care about. They help us uh, dive into topics that are difficult to discuss um, or even or even convey things that are difficult to convey. Otherwise, stories have uh, an emotional impact that just telling someone something or, or trying to convince someone something, it's not going to work the same way. But when you read a story, uh, it hits you at, in the heart. It's able to affect you more than any other thing. And then stories are also how we relate to one another. So share, I... stories are uh, shared experiences. Yeah. As you shared, I was so, I mean, you were just telling us about it, but like I was so present to the difference between like reporting Mm -hmm. and then storytelling, right? Because I can report to you that this happened to me, that happened to me, this happened to me, or like, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, like the history, like here's my timeline. But then I can tell you like, well, and then this, you know, the real journey or like the experiential version where I can like see myself walking with you through that process or um, feel the things you felt. And I think that that's a lot of the magic of storytelling. Can you tell us, do you have any expertise in that topic? Yeah. So to to dive in even further, 
you know, stories start with a character and, and they're about characters. Mm. Uh, and there's, there's, you know, I'll, an endless amount of things you could learn and, and books that have been written about stories and different types of stories and, and narrative structures. Um, but ultimately a story is, is really about a, usually one character, um, the protagonist and a problem that they have. And that could either be uh, their own personal problem or a problem with the world at large. And so the story is really about them facing that problem and how they, how they deal with it, whether um, through a positive outcome or a negative outcome. Our own story and even our creative journey is about facing a problem. And ultimately, it's about a lie, whether it's a lie that we believe or a lie that the world believes in overcoming that lie and, and recognizing it and then arriving at the truth. Oh, let's slow go right, stay right there for a minute because that was one, brilliant. And two, I know that in the in the book you referenced the hero's journey. Is that yes. that's in the endless creative? Okay, because I, I was thinking I'm thinking of Don too, and I want you to I want to remember to talk about Don, but also so in in he he explains the hero's journey, and he he just mm-hmm. did a lot of that in this moment. One, get his book, The Endless Creative. It's available on Amazon. You can search it up, and it'll be in the show notes as well. But he because he breaks it down, and so you talk about the protagonist, but the, this lie piece because. What I'm thinking of is our listeners and whether they have a brand and they're sharing their story, whether they have a book in them to write, whether they're going out on a date with somebody Mm -hmm. and trying to make that connection, whether they're trying to reconnect or like build the connection with a child or a parent, like there's just all of this, right? And I can see this play out even in our relationship with ourselves, right? Like the lies we believe the obstacles we face, we are the main character. It's yes. main character season for all of us. <laughs> what yes. are you what are you hearing and what I'm sharing? Or what would you love to add to this? Yeah. I mean, it's it it can be well, well, one part of the endless creative is is talking about, you know, we're looking at story structure and then examining your own personal story and how it relates to that and where you're at in your own creative journey. The hero archetype or um so Joseph Campbell uh, came up with the hero archetype, and and it's not the only uh, the only type of archetype, but it's the most famous one. Uh, and you'll see it in pretty much anything you watch on on TV or movies, especially in America um, in the West. It's pretty popular. You know, Star Wars is a perfect example of it. Um, so it's, it's something we relate to and understand whether or not we've studied it at all. Yeah, I'm kind of mixing up my own timelines, but based on what you're sharing cheering. I think this was from when we were talking at the retreat, actually, mm-hmm. like being as vested in yourself as the main character of your life, as you are of your favorite characters in movies and books and television. And that like really seeing yourself through beyond the obstacle, beyond the lie and like through your quest and to your like arriving at a new era, a new reality. And how special and important that can be to focus on your own story and and allow yourself to be that main character. Yeah. So uh, Donald Miller, who he's pretty well known for his book, Blue Like Jazz, which is his memoir. But he wrote another book kind of about looking at a story and then seeing his own life as a story and then wanting to be uh, the kind of character that he admires in a story. So someone who takes risks and someone who faces mm. challenges. Um, so yeah, it's it's seeing your life as the story that is and telling a good story with your life. 
I love that because how that would be really encouraging, I, I assume, right? Like, I think some people might feel that as like daunting or whatever, like, oh mm-hmm. no, now I really got to live up to like character. You know what I mean? But what was coming through on that? Oh, shoot. Just how encouraging it might be is what I was really talking about. But I wanted to bring back another thought, which is to address the people who feel like, oh, my life's not that interesting. And then I'm not that creative. Can we address both of those statements? Because we need to we need to demystify those as much as we can here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's one of the reasons I wrote the book. Maybe, maybe the reason was to help people recognize that they are creative and they can be creative. And uh, creativity, like anything, it's uh, as I say, it's kind of like a muscle. It, it doesn't go away if you don't use it, but it gets weaker. Creativity is the same way, is that you, you don't lose your creativity. Uh, but the more you work at it and the more you develop it and strengthen it, the the better it gets and, and the more creative you become yeah. uh, and the more natural it becomes. And there's all kinds of creativity. We we tend to look at certain types and think that's creative and other types are not, such as you know being a an artist of some sort or a chef or a writer or something in, or an architect. And we think those are the creative people. But uh, if I'm a parent or a teacher or construction worker, then I'm not very creative or my job isn't creative. And creativity can be applied to anything. I I, I think I talked about the retreat, my friend Dave, who's uh, an anesthesiologist and how he really took the ideas of creativity and applied it to his work and and how much it changed what he did and, and how he related to people and um, just this whole process. I appreciate that. And I appreciate the anesthesiologist because like, you're like, well, that's not a very creative for Like <laughs> right. someone could probably like, you know, whatever. But immediately what came through was like zest. It's much more about refreshing our genuine zest for life mm-hmm. and like the mystery and the and play. Because I know, I'm sure most people listening can relate like adulthood requires certain things of us that we have to be serious sometimes, or we have to be Mm -hmm. focused and Mm -hmm. to show up for our obligations and responsibilities. And that I'm sure at some times that can be draining and that a commitment to our creative and like our creativity period, but also any creative endeavor that would excite us does take a certain amount of discipline. And I know you kind of address that in the book. Can you tell us about what it takes to nurture? You said it's a muscle. Like if we want to be healthy, we got to show up to the gym. Tell us how we can do this. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, as, as children, uh, we all start as being creative. You, you can't meet a child who isn't creative. It's just yeah. a natural thing that they do. It's a natural outpouring of their lives. But uh, somewhere along the way, whether it's people purposefully teaching it or just the things we learn through life, we feel like or we we learn that creativity doesn't seem that valuable. It doesn't necessarily pay the bills. It doesn't get things done. It doesn't seem essential to life. And so it gets put to the wayside and it gets ignored, except for you know the few successful people that can pull it off. But that's you know talking about the lie, that's that's one of the lies is that we don't need to be creative or that we aren't creative. Um, that for some reason, because I can't draw as well or speak as well or you know do whatever as well as the other person that I'm not creative, and mm-hmm. that's simply not the case. And so one of the one of the ways I talk about so I, the three sections in the book is the creative approach, the creative process, and the creative pursuit. Mm-hmm. And so for the creative approach, the the three steps that I have is observing, questioning, and responding. So it's mm-hmm. Take opening your eyes, look, even it can be as simple as just going on a walk around your neighborhood, opening your eyes and, and looking for things 
Um, because creativity is all around us. Just about anything you look at was designed by someone. It was made by someone. Mm. And, and so, or, or they're, they're all the time, there's things that are, unless we're looking for them, we're going to miss them. And so it's taking in the world around you, being open and, and accepting what's there and looking for new things, maybe even taking a different way to work than you used to take. And then questioning is applying meaning to the things that you found. So what, what does this mean or how can I apply it uh, to something or, or what, how does this make me feel? And any kind of questions will lead you somewhere. Um, and then respond is what are you going to do about it? How am I going to take what I saw or felt? And then what do I do with that? Do I write about it? Do I tell someone about it? Um, there's, there's all kinds of answers to that. Yeah. As you're sharing, like I, I loved reading your book and I read it in the summer last year, primarily it strung out because it was over a few months, but for Mm -hmm. sure, like as you're, as you're repeating it, I just can't wait to hold that paperback in my hand and like, which you guys, so this book is out, go to Amazon, grab it. I love it because your writing ability, even the way you're speaking, like it, I feel hugged. I feel held. (laughs) I'm like safe. And this is a good conversation, right? And same with your reading. And, and as I mentioned, um, a little while ago, this topic, a lot of people might feel suppressed, discouraged, drained, again, like adulting might have just worn them down to where like they don't, they're not in touch with that childlikeness. They're not in touch with that creative expression. And so it can be a pretty heavy topic and you present it in such a healthy way. Like I want to use the word light, but it's also, it can be very serious, but with the, the, the dynamics of this book, with the way that you're teaching us, and then you're telling a story to display what you're teaching us. And you're also interviewing other creatives in throughout this book, where we're getting to like getting this like behind the veil kind of access to other creatives in their process. Tell us more about the structure and format of this book. Sure. Yeah. One one thing that was actually really cool is I had a friend of mine read it and she has a lot of background in counseling uh, and is a counselor. And she said, uh, which I, I, you know, have no training in counseling whatsoever, very minimal anyway. And uh, she said, actually apply a lot of the principles of counseling to the book, uh, which is really cool to hear. Um, so yeah, it's it's neat to hear that from you too, yes. that the nourishing side of it. Totally. Um, but yeah, as far as the way I came about it, um, I wanted it to, it can be a heavy topic and it could be very heady, but I didn't want it to come across that way. Uh, and even though it's long, I still want it to be a very easy read mm-hmm. and something that as you're reading it, you feel like you're in a room with a friend who's telling you or just having a conversation with you. Yeah, uh, that's, it, very, that's very much. It's a very casual approach to it. Um, a friend with dad humor, by the yeah, way. Yes, yes. <laughs> a very corny friend. <laughs> <laughs> very funny. Yes. Uh, you guys, there's tons of jokes packed into this book. And I think it makes it so light and so fun. And like, it, it's an, it is an easy read. Um, it is long. It's substantial, but it's mm-hmm. that way for a reason. Like when we went into edit, we really looked at the format and decided this is a full book this way, not three books, not a series, not nothing else. It yeah. is built this way and it is beautiful this way. And I think that it's something you can read front to back for, or, or should read front to back, especially with the fictional story wrapped into it. But that also you can go in and use it as a reference for your creativity as well, as far as the structure goes. Yeah, so that is something I I thought a lot about, and and you know it's funny you start writing a book and you think what am I going to say? I'm not 
I, I have no idea. And then somehow you end up with this massive tome. Crazy how that happens. So I wanted to break it up. I want to make it easy to read. And then I wanted to also the things that I was teaching or uh, I wanted to demonstrate as well and, and to show that other people were doing the same thing in their lives. Yes. Um, and then one of the big thoughts that I had even before writing it was, well, if I'm going to write about creativity, I would, it would be so fun to actually have this little story that goes throughout the book um, that kind of is a metaphor for what it looks like to live the creative journey. Um, mm-hmm. Even though it's, it's fantastical and it, it's fictional, it's still just as a story does, it still hits you and, and is emotional and, and provides meaning. And I love it because it really strung me along, like the way that it was woven in. I'm like, well, what happens? What happens? Where do, you know, and I don't want to give anything away, but it's like, ah, you know, it's, it's, it is fantastical and it's adventurous. And, and then it's so, and I mean, this is love, like great. It's so made up, like Mm -hmm. it's so out there. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, I just, I, I remember being, the word is like tickled, like the idea that you would just come up with these things. I'm like, my, that's not where my imagination, like how my imagination would invent something. So it's like, I just really love the display because it, I could, it's so well-written. There's nothing immature about it, but like the play of a toddler, the play of a child, like, how did you think of that? Or where did that come from? Or whose name is that? You know, it's so, it's, it's so again, fantastical. I love, I love that you use that word. Yeah, and I, I don't remember the exact quote, but Georgia O'Keefe, and I, it's in the book, um, but Georgia O'Keefe says something to the extent that every person sees the world in an entirely different way. Yeah. And through your creativity, you're showing people how you see the world. Yeah. Um, and so for that reason alone, everyone should do their best to be creative and, and to share the way they see the world. I appreciate that you brought that in because I think we're, we forget, or maybe we've never known, out of seven and a half billion people, there is not one identical experience of life. Yes. Seven and a half billion versions. And however many that number is for real. And and then it's always in motion, right? And so mm-hmm. it's like, there is nothing, no one is living in the same reality. Right. And that that could be kind of dangerous, but right. also kind of fantastical. Yeah. <laughs> scary and amazing we'll say, at the same time. Yeah, we'll keep it light. <laughs> Truth is stranger <laughs> than fiction, right? And so... But I just, I love it so much. And I love this book so much. And I love you so much. And I'm, uh, I'm honored to share you with our community. And, um, you know, there's listeners all over the world. And I think, oh, gosh, I'm just so, I, sometimes I'm so moved by what we're up to. And it's really exciting at, that the idea that people in a hundred different countries listening all over the world will get to read your book or, or know more about the creative endeavor. And, and I guess I want to bring it back in before we wrap up too, is like the storytelling Mm -hmm. is so universal. Like we, at least right now, we reach a hundred countries all over the globe, right? Yeah. And that we can all come together around what we experience and what we tell and the emotions we feel and the journeys we go through. Is there anything you'd love to say to people in a hundred countries? Man. Hi, (laughs) how's it going? (laughs) That's the thing is that it doesn't matter where you're from or who you are. Stories are important. And in fact, your story is important and matters. And it's worth sharing. I love that. Be your own main character. Tell tell that story. I think it's so, so important. And um, you got to meet our author, Tamara Fogel. And Mm -hmm. she says that too, like silence is golden until... uh, 
I don't want to remember her quote, but she talks about telling your story and I don't want to mess the quote up either, but just that for her, she realized my story is important because it's going to make a difference for who it makes a difference for. Yes. Like Tamara's important. Aaron's important. Abigail's important. George's O'Keefe is important. Like we all will reach different people. And so I think that as long as we allow that and encourage other people to do so, that will continue to unleash the hearts of this world. Yes. And and. Yeah. It's another quote that I can't remember exactly, but essentially the more true and honest you are about your story, the more relatable it is to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we feel like if we're too specific, then other people won't understand. Uh, but yeah. it's actually the opposite of that. And even if you're writing a, a work of fiction, writing it honestly and, and truly, people will relate to that and yeah. it'll impact them a lot more. Amen to that. I appreciate that. Um, you know what that brought up is in my in my own life I've had my feelings invalidated at different times. So mm-hmm. and I, I'm I'm pretty highly sensitive. And so over time I've I've told myself it's not good to be as sensitive as I am. And and then in adulthood I've shifted that and unleashed it more. But I I've caught myself many times in my life where I hurry up and say what I need to say before I lose people's attention. Mm, yeah. Or before it's what I have to say is invalidated. So I've cut a lot of details out of my life or I've cut a lot of details about how I'm feeling in the moment because I'm, I've, I've been afraid of that rejection that you just said. And so it's like the more deeply we can seek and in, sink into our own life experience and then share that, the more impactful we get to be. So I, I really appreciate you bringing that to the conversation because maybe today for someone who's listening that that's their epiphany. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and even in the endless creative, I share some details of my life and some yeah. personal stories. Uh, yeah, and and that's hard to do. It's yeah. I I care a lot, probably too much, about what people think of me, um, and so it's oh, a stretch. Yeah. It's it's yeah. definitely a stretch to do that. Yeah. And, and I acknowledge you for doing it because it's a very impactful book and I know that it's going to make a major difference for a lot of people. So I want to thank you for sharing it with the world. Thank you. Yeah. And just so I don't forget, as we wrap up, you have another book and it's called do. Done. Tell us about that for a second. Yeah. So Done, actually, while I was writing The Endless Creative, I came up with Done as well and, and it kind of spun off from it. Um, so that one's been out for a little while now. Yeah. So Done is about... It, the subtitle is Finish Your Creative Project in a Month. So it's much more focused on productivity uh, and actually getting things done. But from a creative approach, it's really looking at taking this creative project that you've had, maybe one that it's either just been a thought or something that you've started and then haven't finished and actually just sitting down and, and doing it and, and what it takes to get there. Yeah. I I really like the way you broke down the logistical steps, the physical steps, but also the psychological steps mm-hmm. of what like resistance and why we wouldn't finish our projects and mm-hmm. what might get in the way. And you really address those that would move someone beyond those obstacles. And I think that that's very powerful. And you do that in both books, but I do appreciate what you said. Like this is of the rib, from the rib of the other. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, yeah, because it's really concise and it's it's a short read. It's a short listen. I, I grabbed my copy on Audible and I, I listened to it in a drive and I loved it. And I felt, I think I... I think after that drive, like I, wor- I worked on a project because I was so inspired by it. And so um, grab both books. You'll love Aaron's writing style. It's very, very cozy, very, um, like you said, sitting in the on the couch with someone. And, and so it makes it for a very easy read, but also very inspiring and encouraging. So thank you. 
Yeah, I have. I have a friend that after he listened to or, or read Done, I don't remember which, but he uh, he was really into crosswords, I guess. And then he he finally sat down and made his own crossword puzzle, which was really cool. <gasps> nice. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. See, and and it doesn't have to be. And like, I remember a client saying, "Well." I want to hire you. I want to work with you, but I don't have like a global mission mm-hmm. or message. And I'm like, your mission doesn't have to leave your four walls. Like yeah. it's about what's important to you and what you're passionate about. And so I'm glad you told the crossword story. Yeah, it can, creativity, we we tend to, you know, put too much on ourselves for yeah. what we have to accomplish. I shared this story uh, during the retreat, but uh, it's, a, it's a common story that gets told of, of the teacher uh, in a pottery class. And she has two groups of students and one that she has them make as much pottery as they can over the course of a, a month, I think it is. And the other ones, uh, their instruction was to make the best piece of pottery that they could. And finally, at the end of the time that they, she'd given them, the ones who tried to make the best had very little to show and and weren't that good. Whereas the, the ones who had just you know had fun and made as much as they possibly could actually had better results and enjoyed it more. Yeah, the pressure's off. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's really about you know loving loving it and and loving the work the work part of it because the work is what you have at the end of the day. It's not about the result. Amen. Amen. I think I could talk to you for hours. Like you just keep <laughs> saying more brilliant things. <laughs> and um where can our people find you because if they're loving this conversation, I'm sure they're going to want to connect. Where can we find you? Sure. Yeah, you can just go to my website creativeandbeyond.com. Um, got a, there's a contact form there. Um, I've got my, uh, blog that I post. And then, uh, my, my other thing that I've been doing lately is called Dreamverse, and I'm, uh, generating, uh, images, AI art, and then using that as a prompt to do, um, to write poetry or, or, uh, little short stories. I've seen a few of those and I love it. And I love that you're encouraging that. So, and that's going to be on your blog. They can find what you're posting yep. on your blog. Yeah, Great. it's on on the website. That's awesome. I was thinking to myself, I can't. I'm not going to turn this into a Joe Rogan four hour yeah, podcast because, like, <laughs> I, I'm love. Like, I just appreciate you of jamming out, and it's such good content and conversation. And I think just to me, what's so special is being able to have these conversations to activate that creativity within others. Like mm-hmm. I imagine people hearing things like, Oh, bing, 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 bing. And, and so we're going to end it so that whoever's inspired off of this can go create their first crossword puzzle or yes. write their first book. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whatever it is, it can be as, as small or as big as you want. Um, yeah. Just start it right now. Let's go start it right now. We will wrap up. I hope you heard exactly what you needed. Aaron, thank you for being with us today. You guys, we love you. Thanks for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. We love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.